Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're, we're starting now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and we're back. This is Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life. This is Sister Veritas. And this is Sister Annie's Day. And today we're talking about being overdoing. And let me tell you, it is powerful. It's powerful. It is. This is, we're going to break into core strength. The core strength of bringing balance to your life of work. Mm-hmm. And the reality that we can do that. We yeah. can find a balance. And it's a huge gift. And the reality that work is ennobling. Totally. Right? And so isn't rest. And that we're human beings, not human doings. Exactly. And honestly, sister, I think what we're talking about in this podcast today, it literally revolutionizes everything. Amen. It literally turns on on its head our understanding of work and what work is for. And, and it, it's when I heard it, just this whole concept for the first time, it, it was oil on the heart. It was like, what? Amen, sister. That's true. Amen. It has totally changed my life too, to kind of see work from the eternal perspective, mm-hmm. from the God perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's what we love to do. We love to let love lead us in our being and in our doing. And I mean, okay, so Shakespeare, right? Right. He, I think he said something to the effect of man's greatest pleasure being rest after a long day's work. Nice. Right? Yeah. So there's this beauty to working and there's this beauty to resting. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that gets out of balance, we all know, right? It can put us into overdrive or mm-hmm. hyperdrive right. or t- deep fatigue or, right. again, all these things. It kind of, well, reminds me of a story. I think you heard it too. <laughs> I think I think I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, right? This can happen to all of us as we labor in the Lord's vineyard. And uh, some time ago, there was an interaction in the convent that kind of went like this. <laughs> So a sister kind of turned the corner and she bumped into another sister and she was kind of surprised because this sister was wearing a neck brace. Oh my gosh. That's serious. It was, and that's exactly what she said. She's like, oh my gosh, sister, are you okay? She's like, what happened? You know, she's thinking she got into some car accident right. or, you know, right. serious whiplash or something like this. Yeah. And so the sister went on to humbly share um, and the sister who happened to be sitting next to her when it happened, because it happened in the chapel. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so basically, this good sister, you know, she went from deep contemplation to deep sleep in the Lord. <laughs> there's a very subtle difference. And so she was like kind of swaying like a great tree in the breeze, right? And this sister sitting next to her was like, oh, my gosh, do I wake her up? Do I catch her? You know, uh-huh. how am I going to handle this? And so she's kind of like ready to reverently receive wherever this sister might go. And, but it was a point of the deep sway that the sister woke up and, and flung her, her head and neck back so quickly that she gave herself whiplash. (laughs) And she had to wear a neck brace for some time. That's amazing. But listen, this is the reality that we need rest. And, Again, St. Therese would, would often say how much the Father delights mm-hmm. um, when we, mm-hmm. when, even when we fall asleep, uh, trying to 
connect with him and yep. build our relationship within prayer. Yeah. But um, I think this story, it's humorous and hysterical. <laughs> yes, it happens to sisters too. Yes. But it brings to life the reality that we need rest. We do. Um, and physical rest, rest in the Lord, mm-hmm. contemplative rest. Mm-hmm. And that as we seek to kind of engage this core strength of being overdoing Mm -hmm. what we find is all of our work has deeper meaning yeah um i can't wait to break this open i know it's gonna be amazing gosh sister you want to pray i would love to pray father son holy spirit come holy spirit come lord jesus jesus thank you for making us in your image and likeness your beloved sons and daughters jesus thank you for calling us to yourself to participate in the mystery of your creation and redemption. Thank you for giving us the gift of being able to work, being able to um, share our hearts, our lives with others. And uh, Lord, we ask you to inspire us right now with your spirit. Help us to deeply uh, hear your voice, understand um, your desire for our hearts, our lives, our work, our rest. Uh, We entrust ourselves to you, all those on our hearts, all the needs and intentions of our hearts, to you and to our Blessed Mother, as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady, Mother of the Home of Nazareth, pray for us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Sister, I just want to say, as you're speaking, it, it honestly, it's so awesome because it even even what you've already shared a little bit of, but it, it actually makes me think that we're this whole idea of work and rest and mm-hmm. being overdoing. It's almost like a changing of posture mm-hmm. um, towards ourselves mm-hmm. in terms of even our relationship with ourselves um, in our jobs at home. Yeah. Um, it even sounds like it's, it's, there's an integrated experience of, of my person in, in this way of looking at work and rest. Sister, that's awesome. And, Actually, what you speak of is true. It's almost like a spirituality of work, right? And it's the grace that comes as we give primacy to the things that deserve primacy. So Mm -hmm. the great dignity of the human person, Mm -hmm. um, the worth of the human person, and bringing that into work in a way that actually work has a dignity. And I think even as sisters, you know, we have little tasks in the convent we have little duty areas Mm -hmm. and or even as this expands beyond the walls of the convent into the the apostolates and the missions that god gives us the grace to participate in Mm -hmm. um we know that these areas of work are actually places where we encounter god Mm -hmm. um and that he wants to break into our lives anew and i guess if we want to get a forty thousand foot perspective on this Mm -hmm. it's like let's go back to creation yeah and the reality that we're made in the image and likeness of God. Wow. And so we've got the image, but how do we then um, mirror this likeness? Right. And the reality that like creation is ongoing. Mm-hmm. It hasn't stopped, wow. sister. Wow. That like every moment wow. is an act of creation. Like this moment right now, mm-hmm. you and I, we are, please God, participating in in god's work Mm -hmm. um and the life of the spirit Mm -hmm. and bringing him to life Mm -hmm. uh together as we speak and this is this is work right and this is the glory and the beauty of work um think about it jesus was a carpenter Mm -hmm. okay he worked um and much of his life 
30 mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. was hidden in Nazareth, wow. right? With Mary, with Joseph, in the simple domestic tasks of each day, in the engagement of relationships, mm-hmm. um, in this holy family, and that there is a depth, a well of spirituality hidden here, not only in how we participate in our work in a way that brings life and redemption and continues to participate in that mystery of creation, Mm -hmm. but also how we engage our relationships with Mm -hmm. each other, with family, with our coworkers, actually as part of this Mm -hmm. work of redemption, ongoing work of creation. Sister, that is really powerful. Um, And seeing, as you're speaking, it seems to me it's like, to, to root ourselves first in our identity as created in his image and likeness and how everything else we do is spilling from that. So mm-hmm. as you're saying, being overdoing, but that our whatever we do is actually an overflow of our being. It's coming from our, our being. Um, and so, yeah, not in that. I mean, even as you're speaking, it's like not treating ourselves like objects or, or, mm-hmm. or um, you know, producers, right? Amen. That's not actually at all the the deep reality of who we are um it's first living in that truth that i am beloved son and daughter um and participating again as you're saying in god's outrageous creativity yeah it's sister that is so powerful well even as you speak yes we're not merely you know cogs in the wheel producers Mm -hmm. and we're not merely just consumers Mm -hmm. either Mm -hmm. that we're not just supposed to gobble up life Mm um kind of without regard Mm -hmm. but that work is ennobling Mm -hmm. um and even we see this at mass okay Mm -hmm. like the eucharist okay so there's like this eucharistic element to to participating in work right so like when when you think about mass we we gaze upon this horizon between heaven and earth and we enter into this mystery where the holy spirit overshadows this work of our human hands right the bread and the wine. Mm-hmm. And through this overshadowing, God is present. Mm. God comes to us. Mm-hmm. And there's a powerful reality that we are called to participate in mm. here. Mm-hmm. This work of redemption, right? We're not just producers. We're not just consumers. Mm-hmm. We are called to participate mm-hmm. with God mm-hmm. in this great work of redemption. And that is ennobling. That brings incredible life mm-hmm. to our lives mm-hmm. and we can feel the difference right to- sister like totally. if you're just like running through life trying to get the next thing done um cranking things out how do you feel afterwards gross <laughs> <laughs> but right or right you're working kind of like with that space between you and the thing in front of you mm-hmm. and you're not just keeping pace with the work at hand, but your heart is participating. Mm-hmm. Your mind is participating. Mm-hmm. There's like that space. I almost see like an artisan, like mm-hmm. crafting in his workshop, right? Right, right. Like there's this space. I think this is why people love handcrafted things. Totally. You know, you love going to the church bazaar with mom, right? And she's like fascinated and talking to all the ladies and like, yeah. how did you crochet that, right? Like, right. gosh, that's like an amazing like cribbage board. How'd you get all that wood burning beauty going on in there. But it's, it's, it's actually so compelling and engaging. It's so, it's powerful, sister. It's powerful. Because it's, it's well, because it's like our work is an expression of, again, of our being, but also it, we're, it's not generic, actually. Mm-hmm. Work is not supposed to be a generic mass-produced thing. It's it's an expression of, of my unique love, my 
unique and unrepeatable self um, in in relationship with the Lord as a self gift, you know, yeah, sister. And so that's why it's like people talk about taking pride in their work. That's actually really important. Yes, yeah, that we're we're actually giving of ourselves in and t- through and toward this thing, whatever you know, whatever our work is, and and that we take joy in it, we rejoice in it. It's again, I'm not treating myself as a machine mm-hmm. or as an object or as a, a you know production company. Mm-hmm. That this is something of me that is good Amen. and a gift, and actually is going to be a gift to others. And I mean, I remember this as a kid. Like we did this. I don't know if you did this in second grade, but I remember doing, I still have it. We, uh, well, my parents do. This project we did is like you draw, you drop like a piece of fruit in like Elmer's glue. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. On, on a cardboard and then you put tinfoil on top and let it dry and then rub a uh, shoe polish on it. It looks super cool. Wow. It's really, we should do it here. It's really, fun. wow. But I remember making this and then my, my parents bring it home and they were generally like, wow, this is wow, awesome. Sister. And someone receiving like the fruit of my, Mm. my work which i i thought was kind of cool too and it can help actually remind us uh who we are and whose we are amen uh if that makes sense i don't know that's too abstract no i think that's a powerful example sister and even just in the reality of you know bringing it back to this eucharistic reality Mm -hmm. of Mm self-gift um that we bring we lift up Mm -hmm. we place on that patent our labor our lives um our work, mm-hmm. right? Our blood, sweat, and tears. Like, I mean, I was the other day, we we did an all play and just weeded the garden, mm-hmm. you know, just went kind of crazy. And yeah, you know, I think everyone, you know, some people emerged afterwards with poison ivy. Other people <laughs> emerged with some pricks in their fingers from the rose bushes. Um, yeah, I think there were some tears because of the allergies and pollen. <laughs> uh, but there is a beauty, like we all, we were, and we had dirt all over our, our sweet faces. Mm-hmm. And there was something so satisfying about this. And as we labored with each other, the, we were, the presence of God was mm-hmm. abundant in that garden mm-hmm. and offering this up. And actually, yes, it brought sweetness to my rest mm-hmm. that night. And coming back to just this reality of lifting ourselves up to God mm-hmm. um, as we are going about the labors of each day, our calls to to subdue the earth, right? Or the places which we are invited to toil, that little cabbage patch that we are given to cultivate and bear fruit in. It's powerful. And as you say, I discover myself mm-hmm. in that gift of self. Mm-hmm. And I produce something that uh, I can see, wow, I'm really capable of patience. Mm-hmm. Or your parents are like, whoa, our daughter is really creative. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, skilled, like our mm-hmm. hands are very skilled. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like mm-hmm. there's a there's a world to discover, yeah. right, in creation. Like God has inscribed all of these mysteries in the world. I mean, right? We don't have astrophysics because we made it up. Right. We have astrophysics because... There's astrophysics. It's real. <laughs> and I mean, God has hidden all of these gifts and mysteries within creation mm-hmm. that we can discover through our work, mm-hmm. right? Like gardening, yeah. um, cultivation of plants, yeah. um, how to bring food out of the earth, yeah. the corn, the wheat, yeah. the fruits, the potatoes, the yeah. squashes. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Discovering new medicines, this, you know? writing writing symphonies like it's amazing and and actually no matter like how apparently small or big the nature of the work mm-hmm. is you know it's like if because god entrusts to us particular missions in life mm-hmm. particular work and it's like doesn't matter if it's sweeping the floor or building a 
a rocket ship. It's like that can glorify God equally. Amen. You know, and by participating in that. And and it actually makes me think of this encounter I had in Costco one time. Hmm. Where That's a place of encounter. I have and I not have, just with free samples. I know. I love free samples. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember walking through the, the aisle and I encountered this um, it was a gentleman and he was pushing another gentleman in a wheelchair. And this, this gentleman in a wheelchair had like a box of brownie mix or something. And uh, and I was like, oh, hello, good to meet you, good to meet you. I'm like, oh, do you need help with that? You know, and the gentleman pushing that, the gentleman, he said, oh, no, no, he works here. This wow. is his job. And so, again, this, this gentleman had some um, different disabilities, you know, but that was his, his job uh, to put things away. Um, and this other gentleman was pushing him so he could do that. And it was like, again, very simple. But it it was so beautiful. I was so deeply moved by this uh, th- these two gentlemen because it was like they knew the power and the nobility of mm-hmm. of work and that true work ennobles and um, enhances the dignity of the person. And work that doesn't ennoble or enhance our our sacredness, you know, it's it's degrading. It it it, um, it can be. It, it can actually it can be destructive to mm-hmm. the heart. You mm-hmm. know. Well, no, it reminds me just recently, actually, I was very blessed. I got to walk through this um, building, this huge building mm-hmm. in which all all of the rooms in this building are art studios. Wow. Yes. And they are. And in each of these places, it's like an artist guild. Okay. C- cool. Yes. Wow. It was uh, amazing. And one of the artists said, you know, I'll, I'll walk you around. I'll, I'll see if some of my friends would be willing to open up their studios to you oh and basically gosh. they don't just do their work here they live there too so wow. it's like yeah it was almost like a hermitage actually wow and uh i want to go there it was profoundly awesome i have to tell you and each studio was so unique right huh. so like there was one uh studio that we went and he restored art and his whole it had a totally different feel and he showed us the equipment he used and um you could see in the corner of the room behind a curtain was where he slept uh but there's a simplicity wow. to the studio area and and a delicacy to which he approached his work and it spoke to this um precision in restoring life and he was so proud of that the way that he could bring old pieces of artwork back to life and then we went to the next studio and let me tell you we went into another world another completely different world (laughs) the whole both walls all the walls were totally covered with with paintings and with statues and with he was really into renaissance so we i literally felt like i went back into time that's amazing and he had such a gift for so many different mediums of art and puppets wow and what? This yes, is awesome. it was it was stunning, and actually, the dignity of these artists that like literally they're living paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. um, but they're doing it for the love of what they're doing, and their mm-hmm. artwork was so stunning. The last studio we went to, again, um, the simplicity of it, but each one of her pieces of art on, and actually everywhere she put she put the easel, it was all according to the light in the wow. room. Everything depended on the light in the room. And one whole wall of each of these studios was what they call the North Light. And um, all glass. The entire studio was all glass. And then they had all these different um, curtains that could adjust the light so that they could, yes, fill their paintings with 
and see a thing for what it was. What captivated me about this is like, this is how I want to posture myself in Mm. my work. Mm. According to the light, to capture the Mm. light, Mm -hmm. God's divine light that wants to meet me, wants to encounter me Mm -hmm. where I am being called into co-creation. It was just a very powerful experience because I think especially when you look at an artist, mm-hmm. um, you see someone who's not in it for the money. Yeah. Um, usually. <laughs> right. And, uh, right, the classic starving artist, but like the purity of mm-hmm. their work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I was so deeply touched by wow. in having the privilege to be drawn really into sacred space mm-hmm. of, of where they co-create, where they participate in this mystery of creation. Sister, I am so intrigued like i want to go there Mm -hmm. this is amazing it was it was honestly it was incredible privilege that's that's stunning truly a privilege even as you're speaking i can feel the the spray of it like the overflow Mm -hmm. of of the the joy Mm -hmm. of it to be honest well and this is it sister like as you yes the reality that whatever your gifts are Mm -hmm. um that there's a there's a social meaning to work there's Mm -hmm. a call to participate Mm -hmm. and place your gifts at the service of humanity, of the person next to you, um, of your neighbor, uh, that we're called to work for the good of our communities, mm-hmm. whether it's to bring beauty to life, whether it's to craft, whether it's to to care for people when they're sick, mm-hmm. that all of these are such incredible gifts and can serve the common good. Mm-hmm. And tap into that, mm-hmm. bring that to life and discover the 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 wonder mm-hmm. the the sheer delight of participating in these gifts and these mysteries that God has inscribed everywhere yeah. um, whether we're sitting at the the workbench or we are at the bedside of a patient mm-hmm. or we are at the the altar of our desk and we're studying as a student mm-hmm. or a seminarian or whatever yeah um, God's waiting for you He's waiting for you. And he's loving you in it. And he's, he's waiting, really. Like, what is work? It's letting love actually mm-hmm. um, be made real in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, it's, as you're saying, it's so important to, to root ourselves in that being and to let, it, to let it be an expression of our souls. Yeah, and it's like, if, if we're working at it, something, not that, you know, work is not always going to be like butterflies and sunshine. Like, Definitely it's, it's hard. We're going to be sweat, toil, and tears sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But th- we can always tell the difference, actually, when, when it's it's truly dignified and life-giving work. And then when it's work that drains us mm-hmm. and degrades us and makes us less of who we are, we, we know instinctively mm-hmm. what that is. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, we see that all the, you know, all the time and, and, various examples of history and like you think of nazi germany or you know communist countries it's like using people for productivity mm-hmm. right uh, and that's not the measure of the person amen sister um, and it's and there's a difference between that and and truly ennobling work well sister that is huge i think you're touching something super deep there like the primacy of the person mm-hmm giving meaning to the work, not work to the person. So like the being overdoing, right? This is our core strength that we're talking about. And that in truth, um, one wants to engage work in which one's person is developed through the work. Mm-hmm. And that in truth, as we as we consider work as God intended, that there's a development of the whole person. And that whatever the whatever the fruit of the labor is, it doesn't mean much if the person that's working is destroyed in the process. Right. And that does not honor God. No. And that does not preserve the dignity 
that we have mm-hmm. that um, in a sense, a person gives value to the labor, mm-hmm. not the reverse. And I would say, pause the button right here. This is a lifelong work of integration, yeah. right? I've heard it be called the work-life balance. Mm-hmm. I've heard it be called a whole number of things. I know this tension within myself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, being overdoing, mm-hmm. um, engaging engaging mission and the call of the day yeah. uh, with a in right relationship to God, myself and others. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, not just kind of getting to the next thing, but like being right. present right. to the gift at hand. Yeah. Yeah. And allowing myself to be, in a sense, grown mm-hmm. in and through what I've been entrusted. Mm-hmm. Um, and not measuring myself by productivity or. And actually, sister, that makes me think of one of my new fave um, blesseds that I just discovered recently. Ooh. You may not have heard of him. Um, I don't think many people have. Um, his name is Blessed Clemens August Graf von Gatlin. Wow, he's, that is a name. He's German. <laughs> I love it. I'm part German. Hey, cool. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe you're related. Yeah. You could be related to him. Yeah. But he what was, does he have to say? Well, he was, so he was a Catholic bishop of Munster, Germany. Okay. And he was an outspoken critic of Hitler and the Nazi regime. Uh, and he was known as the Lion of Munster. Like he was just like this huge, impressive man. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically he was, he was really, um, really uh, spoke out against the, the T4 euthanasia program, with, which the Nazis were putting mm-hmm. in place, which was basically um, kind of determining all those with disabilities, the sick, wow. the elderly, the mentally ill. What a sorrow. And so he was a huge champion of the human person. But he spoke a lot about this, about about kind of measuring ourselves by productivity. And and he said, you know, have you have I the right to live only so long as we are productive, so long as we are recognized by others as productive? If you establish and apply the principle that you can kill unproductive, quote unquote, fellow human beings, then woe betide us all when we become old and frail. You know, if one is allowed to kill the unproductive people, then we'll be tied the invalid, invalids who have been used up, sacrificed, and lost their health and strength in the productive process. But I just, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's strong, it's strong language, but it's, what is it? It's like, it's the, these two understandings of work and the human person. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a strong difference. It's a strong difference, you know? Um, and as you're speaking, this work that is a participation in the Lord versus work that degrades well, and even as you speak, and this is like, I know a litmus test for me, is when we're being swept into the machine, mm-hmm. and it can be the one that I create or the one that I feel like my boss creates or um, perhaps just my the work culture or the structures um, mm-hmm. aren't, are kind of built more towards a dollar than, mm-hmm. than the value of the person, mm-hmm. right? And again, we can see this everywhere. We feel this everywhere. The word that... Um, kind of comes into my heart and I know that the experience I have had is alienation. So mm-hmm. like this is what happens when we kind of get swept into the machine um, into kind of a dehumanizing work because what we feel is alienated from ourselves. Mm-hmm. It separates me from this experience of development mm-hmm. um, of my whole person, this experience of integration mm-hmm. that actually should occur as I am engaging in in my labors um so and that's like it's kind of intense to think about because because i think culturally like yeah we're we're moving pretty fast and we love getting stuff done and actually not to demonize also like working effectively Mm -hmm. and efficaciously Mm -hmm. and and the the pride we should take in Mm -hmm. work well done and like 
you know, flopping on the dock as we seek to do things well. I know when I initially start learning something, I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, the holy freakouts, <laughs> easy to be there, right? Or I remember when the first year of nursing, it's like everything's a crisis and an emergency mm-hmm. because it may not be an emergency, but it feels like one, right? right? As we're in the learning process. So it's not to to demonize or pathologize that. It's not to start pointing fingers and playing the, the blame game, but actually to talk deep within our hearts mm-hmm. and say, where am I living from? Yeah. And, you know, today I'm going to just just pull it back 10%, mm-hmm. my interior pace, so I can notice more at mm-hmm. work, so I can engage more freely in mm-hmm. relationships, so I can look up mm-hmm. in the midst of my day a little bit more to mm-hmm. a God who wants to participate in the present moment mm-hmm. with me. So, yeah, I think I think all of it's important, and these are just good things to think about and be 11 for us. Yeah. As we live our days, yeah, you know, yeah, that it, and ultimately, it's like, yeah, it's work is not meant to destroy us; it is for us. It is meant to bring us closer to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Before we go, do you have any thoughts? I definitely do. <laughs> I want to read a quote to you, actually, from John Paul II, and he has written a lot on this and writes with great deal of wisdom as mm-hmm. he kind of saw the effects of communism. He saw the effects of World War II and uh, in that, in a sense, came to know the truth, what really brings worth and dignity and value. And he said this, the Christian finds in human work a small part of the cross of Christ and accepts it in the same spirit of redemption in which Christ accepted his cross for us. In work, thanks to the light that penetrates us from the resurrection of Christ, we always find a glimmer of new life of the new good, as if it were an announcement of the new heavens and the new earth in which man and the world participate precisely through the toil that goes with work. Wow. What a quote. Yeah. That's awesome. Amen, sister. It kind of brings everything together for me, right? Mm -hmm. The toil, the cross, but also this participation in the life of Christ, Mm -hmm. redemption, uh, that glimmer of new life that mm-hmm. can come forth as I reflect after a long day's toil mm-hmm. and say, whoa, this is how I saw you a new Lord. Whoa, this is a place of my heart that grew. Mm-hmm. This is a place my mind was stretched. And the joy of that, the gift of that, and uh, yeah, the delight wow. of that. And then the good rest <laughs> <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> how about you, sister? What do you have? Sister, I love that. I think just to uh, jump on that, um, I guess my challenge would be to myself, to others, but just to um, make an intentional moment each day mm. um, to to unite my work with the Lord mm. um, and His His work of of salvation of souls of of redemption of um, newness and just yeah, Jesus, I unite my sufferings, I unite my work, my joys, everything to you today, um, and and consecrating it uh, in Him to Him. Um, That's beautiful, sister. Yeah. That's yeah, beautiful. That's what I would say. And he loves showing up. He does. He really does. <laughs> we let him. Come Holy Spirit. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, would you close us in a prayer? Absolutely, sister. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you and we praise you. Father, we ask that you send your Holy Spirit upon the work of our hands, uh, upon our mind and our hearts as we engage the work of the day today. We ask for the grace to be aware of your presence with us, 
aware of your invitations to us and that we put before us the gift of participating in creation in the present moment, but also in carrying just a piece of that cross unto new life and the promise of your resurrection. We ask for courage and strength, an interior pace that can be present to you as you are present to us. We thank and praise you ahead of time as we simply say glory be to the Father, to the The Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit, as it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And just know we think of you. We pray for you. Um, We're so aware that we are one big, huge global family. And that is just so delightful to us. Um, For all of you that join us from Canada and United Kingdom and Australia and the Philippines and the United States and Singapore and Germany and India and Ireland and the Netherlands, Italy, Austria, Japan, Colombia, Malaysia, Mexico, Spain, New Zealand, Indonesia, France, Slovakia, the Czech Republic, Switzerland, Brazil, South Africa, Guatemala, the United Arab Emirates, Croatia, Hong Kong, Romania, Russia, Argentina, Slovenia, Norway, Trinidad and Tobago, Poland, Sweden, Kenya, Belgium, Finland, Peru, Guam, Nigeria, Hungary, Belize, Denmark, Israel, Turkey, Jamaica, Oman, Sri Lanka, Kuwait, Chile, Portugal, Honduras, Puerto Rico, Bulgaria, Tanzania, Nicaragua, South Korea, Thailand, Palau, Venezuela, Malta, Dominican Republic, Zambia, Zimbabwe, Lebanon, Latvia, Bosnia, Costa Rica, Ecuador, Angola, Ghana, Lithuania, Taiwan, Afghanistan, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Ethiopia, Estonia, Kazakhstan, Lesotho, Bahrain, the Solomon Islands, Vietnam, Iran, Iceland, El Salvador, Antigua, Paraguay, Cameroon, Qatar, Algeria, Greece, Panama, Tunisia, Ukraine, and every other heart and soul out there. What a blessing and a gift. The universal church, Mm -hmm. um, the Christian family, um, even for those that may or may not believe, Mm -hmm. we are so honored and united. We pray for you. Mm -hmm. We chase you with our prayers. Mm -hmm. And we see you as one heart. Um, each of you mm-hmm. as one heart and yeah. it's just a gift to be with you yeah you're very much in our hearts uh, and and we send we send our love and our prayers to you where wherever you are amen may god bless you and may god draw us close to his heart amen see you next time this was let love podcast with the sisters of life a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.